You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Yes, our YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. To get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker here, he comes all the way around. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, Packers Total Access at gmail.com. Text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim, live in Green Bay. We got Emilio down here in Tennessee. Emilio! Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Let's start with you, Emilio. What are you into tonight, man? Uh... Not much. Got a uh, ceiling painted. Did ransom estimates today. Uh, it's uh, it's heating up down here, so everyone's getting excited. They're talking about seeding the grass. Everyone wants their grass to be, you know, bright green. Tell them what is a little Tell early, mid. You know, still February here, but I, I guess it's uh, I guess it's starting. I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I looked out in the yard earlier today, and I went, "Dang, it's popping, it's starting to pop." This ain't good. It's the truth. It's the truth. Tim, what about you, man? You is the grass growing up there in Green Bay? No, not at all. No, (laughs) no. I can't imagine it is, man. We got a full, full crew here in the chat tonight. What's up, everybody? We got Eric Sutherland, Paul Robertson. When you get those two names first, you know it's going to be a rough night. Uh, These two are going to be added on. This will be interesting. Um, Let's see who else we got. Zane Strong in the house. Miss Jen Wright in here. What's up, Jen? Um, let's see who else. SDM 40, Mr. Larry Cano. What's up? Mm-hmm. United Bates in the house. Mike Berry, Ron Samble, the whole crew in here, man. The whole crew in here. Look, Ron said, listen, guys, let's get this on topic quick here. He says, Tracy Walker released by the Lions. Don't know much about him. Lions loaded at safety. Um, I did see Aaron Negler tweeted about it. He just posted the official release of him, and then he just put 
no above it. <laughs> Just, you know, every time someone's released, Packer fans immediately go, hey, what if we sign this guy, mm -hmm. right? You guys know anything about old Tracy Walker? Sounds like a country singer from the 90s, don't it? <laughs> no, I guess not. No, nobody knows. Oh, no, yeah, you, you're actually spot on there. Um, I don't know. I haven't not familiar. We got PFF grades. Are we ready to dive in? I don't think so. We're going to pass on that one. That's a hard pass, mm -hmm. but uh, it is what it is, right? There you go. Eric Sutherland in the chat says, my neighbors always ask if I'm going to mow the grass. Nope. Frost will get it. <laughs> there you go. What's going on out here? Emilio, you know, you know how it is, though, man. Once you get to October, it's like, bring on that first frost, please. Mm -hmm. Bring it on. Oh, exactly. Boy. Right now, I mean, you got the chives are about a foot tall at this oh, point. I'm if you haven't touched them, it's they, they look brutal out there, but – um, we, we get away with it for a little bit with the Bermuda being dormant. Besides that, it's we're going to be mowing by end of March. Easy. Oh, man. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> don't even want to think about it. Doug said, on fire tonight. Hello, my brothers. What could go wrong? Huh? There's a lot could go wrong in this stream. You see these knuckleheads in the chat? Yeah. I thought this was kind of cool right here, man. We uh, had this. Uh, I seen the Chiefs tweeted this out. I think it was yesterday or the day before. They tweeted out, this season, our defense held opponents to under 25 points in 20 of 21 games, marking the most such games for any team in NFL history. And what was that one game that you didn't hold anyone? Well, what was it? Yeah, there was one game there, wasn't was that, there? Was that Sunday Night Football? Was that Lambeau? Yeah. I'll tell you this, man. Uh, I believe that was the Packers that uh, – <laughs> Yeah, scored over 25 points, if I remember correctly, or at least 25 points. You know, the other thing, too, didn't we hold them to, like, 19 points scoring, too? Am I thinking right, Phyllis? I believe so. That defense showed up. That's when uh, old, old Patty Mahomes got laid out there on the sideline and, and flopped around like a fish and got the penalty and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't get a penalty on that one, did he? I'm trying to think. He did not on that one. Not that was Jonathan Owens. Oh, yeah. I love how Jonathan Owens beat him to the point, too. Like, I, I ain't going to give him an opportunity. I'm going to make sure I am – I'm preventing him from getting out of bounds. I'm going to go out of bounds and come back in to keep him from getting out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. It's pretty cool, man. It, you know, listen, we obviously every year the goal is Super Bowl, but the fact that you beat the Kansas City Chiefs who went on to win the Super Bowl, that says a lot. You took the 49ers who represented the NFC right down to the wire. You absolutely boat raced Dallas in the playoffs. You beat the Bears twice in one year. I mean, Come on, guys. What else could you ask mm -hmm. for? Other than a, other than a Lombardi, what else could you ask for this season, right? 27-19, that was the final. So we held the Chiefs under 20 in that there you game. Go. Moment of silence for Joe Barry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be all right. He's he's coaching linebackers in Miami. Moment of silence, Tim. Come on. You gotta take <laughs> Yeah, he'll be fine. You're right. And don't be surprised if that linebacking core looks good down there, man. They say he's a really, really good linebackers coach, uh, all right. jokes aside for sure. So uh, there you go. Um, let's see what else we got in here. Boz in the chat says, I like the strength and, strength and conditioning hire. If we could keep Christian McCaffrey healthy these last two years, if they could, I think is what they said. Yeah, he said if he could. Yeah. could keep, yeah. If he could keep Christian McCaffrey healthy these last two years, just imagine – him helping our guys it's it's so important too especially with the hammies right what, what did you dub him what was the nickname you gave him tim the, the hammy whisperer hammy whisperer. <laughs> you know i think this is cool though because you know it is a promotion for him you know he was the right. assistant over there in uh san francisco so clearly uh 
the Packers saw some potential in him and uh, gave him his his first crack here at uh, being the top dog. So uh, I fully anticipate him to make some changes and uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, looks like a good hire so far. So far, so good because uh, the 49ers uh, held, held, the, held together pretty strong, except, you know, running out on the field there in the Super Bowl. Other than that, <laughs> we're pretty good this year. It is kind of bad look, isn't it? Yeah. You hire the strength and conditioning assistant for the team that a guy blows an Achilles walking out well, on the field. Dre, Dre Greenlaw is not a not a spring chicken anymore, though, either. We gotta we gotta remember that. Man, you I know, know all about that. Let me tell you. <laughs> he, he's he's played plenty of snaps. So uh you know, it's that was a, just one of those freak things that happens, right? Pretty common for me to pull a butt cheek just walk in the trash can down to the curb. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I relate. Paul Robertson says Eric sounds like he has a pack of coyotes living somewhere in his lawn. I love it. Just <laughs> it down there in the front lawn. Frost will get it. Peter Stone said Tracy Walker, 29 years old, 62.8 PFF grade. So I'm glad it's a hard no. There you go. That's what she said. Um, so 62.8 PFF grade, obviously nothing to write home about. There's a reason the Lions let go of them. They got Branch. Um, they are pretty well loaded. Their safety, although their defense didn't play as well as people might have thought they did. Their offense was kind of the strength on that team this, this year. But we'll see how it goes for them moving forward. Um, they got a target on their back in the north now, don't they, fellas? I mean, yep. Emilio down there, Grant. What are you grinning about, Emilio? Doug. What did Doug say? And there you go. Yeah, we better not. We better not. Uh, but – that is pretty yeah no i mean strength and conditioning is big right uh, you got to stretch every night before you go to bed honestly um stretch every morning when you get up it uh, every little bit helps but uh for them playing at that high level they need uh you know they need a regiment they need they need that order um you know you do the you do the lines before the game and stuff you know you come you know walk across the field stretch the hammy out real quick you're just chit-chatting with your friends i'm you know i'm gonna score like three you know three goals today and uh but uh, there, they, they got to step it up. So I'm excited about it. All right. So since Miss Jen Wright laughed at the comment from Doug, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it over the air because I think it's just too good. Doug says, "Rumor is Paul getting getting help with this hammy from AFAM." There you go. All right. So gotta gotta take care of it. Yeah. Paul Robinson, Clayton stretches every time he eats at the buffet. Yes, I do. You gotta gotta stretch the old gut out there, man. Mm-hmm. Get ready to roll. Clayton comes up in there like. Exactly. That's one of these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I walk in there with a uh, – they try to put me on a timer. It ain't happening, man. Yeah. Clayton's got his own stitched uh, bib, though. He's got one of those that flips <laughs> out and just cups right in. Exactly. They're like, uh, sir, you've been here for three hours. Uh, don't you think you, <laughs> I think it's time for you to leave. Uh, I'm not going to, so quit asking. The sign says all you can eat. That means all you can eat, uh-huh. right? Keep bringing out that pot roast. All right, keep it, keep it rolling. Keep on bringing mm-hmm. it out. Now I'm big on the on the Brazilian steakhouse, man. I'm hooked. I'm absolutely hooked on the Brazilian steakhouse. The atmosphere those guys and gals create down there is just awesome, man. And they got some kind of Brazilian drink. It's like it's big down there in Brazil. Oh, it's so good, man. It's 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 a whole lot of alcohol and some lime in it and some other mixed in flavors. It's really really good though, man. It's just a good way to kick off a meal of just making yourself absolutely miserable. And I usually lay down in the back seat as Mandy drives me home. Yeah. Like, a, like a beached well in the back seat, just groaning, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it is. Peter Stone said, hey, enough of this this BS. Are y'all going to do a mock draft tonight? We might do a mock draft. We'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. That last one was. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. Last, it's going to be hard. 
it's going to be hard to uh, to beat that one for sure. But why don't we do this? Why don't we kick it off with a little history tonight? Y'all good with that? Let's do it. Yes, Let's sir. get started with some history. We're going to pick up where we left off the last episode, which was obviously um, we hit on the Hungry Five, uh, the Green Bay Packers Incorporation uh, becoming, you know, getting formed up there. They had their second stock sale. You had Arnie Herbert, Don Hudson. Um, you guys remember the name, right? Well, what was the guy's name? Um, Emmett Platten. Remember that? Emmett Platten was the guy who bought the radio time to just banter Curly Lambeau and kind of talk trash about the organization. Right. And of course, you know, he he spent his whole program that one uh, that one podcast, I should say, <laughs> where he was saying that uh, it was just a lousy move that that Curly Lambeau spent all that money on Don Hudson and then the first play from scrimmage, he went like 88 yards for a tutter, right? And they said they didn't hear him on the radio much. You're going to hear him in this history segment. He resurfaces, and it sounds like he's one of those guys. I won't say a name. We've we've had a couple of listeners that fit this bill a little bit, but I'll just leave it at that. I love it. <laughs> He sounds like one of those guys when things are going bad, it's fire everybody. I'm pissed off, blah, blah, blah. We're, you know, Curly Lambeau's trash. And then when they're winning, right, he's there at the stadium rooting them on. And uh, he has a little run-in with a Chicago Bears player. As a matter of fact, I think it was uh, Ted Ted Rosequist, I think was his name. Anyway, let's play the history segment. You guys are going to love this, man. I'm going to pause it when we get to that point to get your all's reaction, and then we'll finish it. This is about eight or nine minutes long total. This is a really funny story. Here we go. It might not be funny. It went to the beginning talking about someone died and they raised money or something. I'm so excited. It's funny. It's <laughs> some point in this episode, right? There's a funny moment. Here we go. October 27th, 1935. The Packers play the Bears for the second time this season. Still down here at Wrigley Field, ladies and gentlemen, in Chicago. Play about to get underway again. There's been time out. The score is 14 to 10 in favor of the Bears. And the Bears fumbled like on the first play and the Packers got the ball back. There's the whistle calling the boys back into action. First down, 10 to go. Packers have the ball on about the 30, 35 yard line. Run a couple plays, they're down to the four yard line. Time's running out. Herbert Hudson again. We win the game. Three, two touchdowns by Hudson in the last three. I can still remember my Aunt Eleanor screaming at the radio. Herbert to Hudson, an unstoppable combination. Game after game. It goes back to the Curly Lambeau and Don Hudson being really pioneers of the passing game in the National Football League. The legendary Don Hudson, as they say. You can't say Don Hudson unless you say legendary Don Hudson. In grade school and in high school, the Packers, and especially Don Hudson, were more important than girls. <laughs> the following year, September 20th, 1936. The first Packers-Bears game of the season is at City Stadium. Over 14,000 fans attend, including the infamous Emmett Platten. Emmett went to all the games. He was a consummate fan, okay? And he hated the people, uh, whoever came to play. And sometimes it got kind of rough. This Bears tackle was continuously offside and the referees never called it. Emmett had had it and he leaped over the rail, punched this guy out. He got so mad that he came out of the stands, across the track, and went right out on the field and knocked the heck, not the word heck, but knocked the heck out of the person who was coming after the Packers. A bear player. They had to take the guy out of the game. 
We ended up landing a punch to the jaw of Ted Rosequist of the Bears and knocked him flat. Of course, in those days, um, that was no great transgression. And then the next day, he wrote a letter to the Press Gazette defending himself and wrote that somebody had to do something over this rotten official. And ex- <laughs> you got love Bears still suck. <laughs> Tim, so Emmett Platten, Emmett Platten, the same guy who bought radio airtime to bash Curly for signing Don Hudson, arguably the greatest Green Bay Packer in history, to talk about it was a lousy move, is now at the field, at the stadium, right? Years later, because they're just this dynasty now, and he gets mad that the official doesn't call offsides on the Chicago Bear player. So he sprints onto the field and punches this dude in the jaw. Right. Not even the official. And they had to, huh? Not even the official. No, he's like, all right, you won't penalize him. I'll penalize him. (laughs) He goes out there and just sucker punches this dude, lays him out. They had to carry him off the field. You remember about like 30, 35 years later when Ray Nitschke said, man, Packers fans, they're crazy. (laughs) You might have been talking about this guy. You know, fan is short for fanatic for sure. And Emmett Platten was six foot four, they said. So, like, this is – it's a hoss cat going out there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fix this right now, man. Emilio, you don't don't get this in in Maryville, do you, man? No, no. (laughs) No, but that's Clayton if someone tries to take his – his uh, his steakhouse away from him. I'm telling you, he'll be line for him. Just one to the jaw. Absolutely, man. You kidding me? Uh, they come in there telling me, no, no, sir, you're cut off tonight. Roadhouse. Platten right there, man. That was that yeah, was my card is green. You bring it here. That's right. Flip that thing over green. Anytime anybody at the table, there'll be four of us, six of us, twelve of us. If I see somebody go red, I go ah. Flip that thing back over. If you're the reason they don't come back to this table, I'm slapping you. We got to keep this thing rolling. Here. We got to get our money's worth. But yeah, and I'll do it. Emmett Platten's story is just like we got to get him into the Packers uh, fan Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, we, he he needs to be. You know, I know Tom Grassi did some amazing things, but Emmett Platten needed to be a fan of the year. I'm just yeah. telling you. Right All right, here we go. From Platten's letter reads. As a Packer stockholder, looking out for the interests of this corporation, I tried to approach the ref to remind him of his faithful promise to give unbiased decisions. The Press Gazette's response. Mr. Platten will have a hard time convincing football fans that Mr. Rosequist took the first swing at him. Did not Mr. Platten have one of these sudden outbursts of temper at some other Chicago Green Bay game? More power and good football for the Packers with less noise from Mr. Platten. The Packers are championship bound for the first time in five years, sent to play the Boston Redskins for the title. The NFL had enacted a a playoff system. They divided the league into two divisions in 1933 and enacted a championship game, and that was the Packers first. The three that they won previously they were awarded by which team finished on top of the standings. Now there's a playoff. If you're in the Western Conference, you have to play the winner from the East. It was played at a neutral site. The, the rules of the day called for the, the Eastern Division and Western Division champions to rotate um, hosting the game. Boston and Green Bay play the 1936 championship game in New York City. The Packers practice field, Central Park 
we played the Boston Redskins, but the championship game was played in New York at the Polo Grounds. The interesting story about 1936 is the Boston Redskins and Boston's ownership at the time is not happy with the attendance. George Preston Marshall, who was the owner of the Redskins, was very upset with the city of Boston's support of his team. That's why he moved the championship game to New York. So the NFL championship game is actually played in a neutral setting. It's the only NFL championship game that was ever played at a neutral site prior to the Super Bowl era. The significance of the fourth NFL championship would be this is the first NFL title that's won playing an NFL championship game. Another party, big banquet at the Columbus Club. Prohibition's over, so it's legal to drink. Lambeau's scouting abilities and recruitment skills keep the team strong. You didn't just run one or two players in a game. You used four or five or six different running backs. And these running backs had to be able to block, and they had to be able to occasionally pass the ball and catch the ball. In 1938, the Packers added Cecil Isbell. He was a great, great all-around back. Herbert was starting to get towards the end of his career, but Isabel, he was a tremendous passer. Isabel was special. In his rookie year already, George Hallis said that the difference between the Packers from the previous year was that uh, Isabel was already better than Arnie Herbert. Yes, in those days, that uh, I control the game, basically. I had the running ability and the, the knack of moving, but of course... Uh, we all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. I always could throw the ball well. Isabel was a runner. He was a passer. And he would go on to become the first player in NFL history to throw for more than 2,000 yards. I love the game. I went out there to play it. and played the best of my ability and to win. And a person knows when he's performed, when he hasn't. Because if he hasn't put out 110% effort, he's going to have been a center uniform. He led the NFL in passing in 42 and retired after the season. I was offered a job at my alma mater, Purdue University, 
as a coach looking for the future, I felt that would probably be the better for me. Uh, there's no question about it. If you got the afterthought, if it means anything, I should have continued playing. He regretted his decision for the rest of his life. Had he not retired, I can't imagine that he wouldn't be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's pretty wild. I mean, you always learn something on these. And uh, Cecil Isabel obviously would have most likely been an NFL Hall of Famer. Um, and he decided to retire early. And I think he went on to coach for a significant amount of time. Or else he probably would have been in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well. Just another guy that Curly Lambeau obviously recruited and found. And just, uh, man, it, wouldn't you love to have Curly out there on the recruiting trail in college football today? My God. Right. He, granted, you're allowed to play, pay players now, but two or three years ago, he probably would have got your uh, your program shut down by <laughs> breaking It all depends rules. on who uh, Curly was recruiting. Was he recruiting uh, football players or uh, or the yeah. ladies? Somebody from the somebody someone from the Silver Slipper, right? Could have been one of those. It's crazy um, though. Crazy though that they all had to run, you know, run uh, pass and block. You know, so like, hey, we need to get some more of those halfback passes in there. Aaron Jones needs to work on it. It's like, let's get like 20, 30 passes out of this year. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, man, no doubt. Well, within that, they talked about the nineteen thirty six championship game against uh, Boston, right? And pretty cool that it sounded like, as I dug a little deeper, if I understood correctly, the owner of the Boston's football team, he was in a spat with the city of Boston. So they decided to move it to a neutral site, which they took it over to the polo grounds. And for those of you who don't know, the polo grounds was where the New York uh, baseball giants actually played way back in the day, right? So just to give you a shot of what that stadium looked like when it was converted to a football field, and I'm not sure – if this is the specific shot from this game. So, you know, I don't want to mislead anyone, but this is what it looked like when they converted it to a football field. Okay. Wow. And the unique thing about the polo grounds is a baseball stadium. Notice the short porch in left and yeah, in right, right field. Now those stands, they went back a touch, but it was so deep in center field. Look at that. And that cutout in center field, that's legit. The ball would go rolling back in there. That looks and, like that's uh, where the, the horses must have came out for polo, right? Like they yeah, had the, I imagine so. Yeah. So it's just really, really cool to look back on some of these old venues and everything. And and another thing too, like the reason the reason the polo grounds was used was because that was kind of like the the stadium in New York for the longest time. When the New York Yankees baseball team got started, they were the upstart in the upstart American League in the New York Giants were in the National League, right? So they said, yeah, you know, this little team's good. They're going to try to start playing baseball. Let's let's let them use our stadium. We'll rent it out to them. They started selling out the stadium when the Giants couldn't because they had Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, all these type of players, right? So what they ended up doing was they ran the Yankees out of there and said, you're not allowed to use our stadium anymore because they were having more success than them. So what the Yankees did, just to slap them across the face, Look in the upper right of this shot. That's Yankee Stadium. They built it a stone's throw away from the polo grounds. So they built it right across, basically right across the river. The house that Ruth built. Yeah, absolutely. So I know it's not a baseball podcast, but it's just cool to kind of see that's where that game was played, right? And we actually got some footage from that game, too. I combed through the interwebs wow. and found, uh, found a little footage. There's no sound to it, okay? But look at this. We'll kind of speak over it here. 
no way. A hundred foot down the line is two miles to day. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Um, so here's the footage from that 1936 matchup where the Packers beat the uh, the Boston football team there um, for the championship. I think they won 21 to six, if I remember correctly. I think that was the score in that game. But check out this footage right here, boys. Look at this. You kidding me? Yeah. Boys coming out the tunnel. Let's go. Let's get it. Look at number 17 there. Boy, he's been drinking his milk. I love this tackle <laughs> right off the bat, too. Look at this. His packer pick. <laughs> Let's go. See Don Hudson on our number 14, too. Look at this touchdown pass to Don Hudson. Okay. Sprint left. Look at that. You kidding me? Oh, man. You got to love it, right? I like the refs unis, honestly. He looked like the ice cream man. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the milkman is what I was thinking. <laughs> Look at my man back here tossing this grapefruit around, this watermelon. Look. Gosh. Fire in the bucket, too. Oh, yeah, dude. You kidding me, man? Throwing dots. Look at that. Let's go. Packers win. Huge victory. You know what would be really cool, guys? Spinning that one, man. You see the see the spiral on that one? Oh, yeah, dude. You kidding me? Look, he's spinning it. That looked like a knuckleball, man. Look at that. <laughs> Shut up, Tammy. He has small hands. Get off his back, all right? It would be really cool if we could do a chalk talk to this. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be cool. Oh, my God. You oh, know man. what? Let's just do it. Why don't we do it, fellas? Run it. Let's go. Here we go. All right, so we're going chalk talk 1936 edition. We got the whole video. So let's play it back one more time. Look, first of all, you got to pause it right here. Look at my boy. I'm pretty sure this is Don Hudson right here, number 14, right? Number 14 in your program, number one in your hearts. I believe mm -hmm. this is the Packers. That looks like their jersey with the with the lighter color shoulders yep. on the uniforms. This is, you know, we always talk about the get off the bus guy. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. There's your get off the bus guy. Look he at that. He should have been down first. Look at that dude right there. You kidding me? You know, he reminds me of the Godfather. What was the name of the uh, the 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 big bouncer type guy, the hitman? What was his name? God, I should know his name. Bra was it Bratsy? What was his name? The one that they made sleep with the fishes from me. <laughs> anyway, here we go. It's not a Godfather podcast. We'll keep it moving. But I like those hairlines too, man. My, mm -hmm. my man were they had some receding. They came out with helmets on. That doesn't happen nowadays. Yeah, now look at this. I want you to look right here. This looks like this looks like Eric Sutherland or Paul Robertson's what they wear in the bedroom <laughs> right here. What is this? <laughs> what is this right here? Some kind of makeshift face mask, right? Is that what? not like terrifying? Look what in the heck? I don't know, Tim. Why are you asking me? So anyway, <laughs> number twenty-two is ready for battle. You'll see him again here in a minute. Let's let's do a little play-by-play -play on this uh, this kick return here. You'll okay, notice yeah, return right, definitely. Look at number fourteen in the bottom of the picture. By the way, that's Don Hudson, right at the bottom oh. right there. Let me Look mark it for you. He Don Hudson will kick off. I'm pretty sure that's him right there. Oh man, look at that tackle! Oh yeah, dude, come on, body slam him. Like the British Bulldog out there, circa 1993. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, we got us one. We got us one. Y'all ready for this? Let's We're going it. Chalk Talk Edition, 1936. You ready for this? We're going 32 box, strong right, split left, play action orbit, boot left, wing flat, U corner, Y climb, H slide. Now, you said sprint left, didn't you, Emilio? I did. I had sprint left topped up. But where he runs a play action, it kind of feels like a boot slide, right? He's going to run a play fake. And what you're going to have is you're going to have this guy is going to run kind of that that play fake to the right. Now, gotcha. I'm going to lay this out for you. First of all, what does 32 box mean, okay? So the first number is running backs, right? 
So you got three running backs on this play. And what you essentially have is you've got here's your quarterback, okay? Just so you guys know, you can get lost in the shovel here big time. You got your quarterback. This would be your H, which is mostly known as fullback, right? Mm-hmm. There is your tailback, and there is your wingback, okay? Now, that's three running backs, right? So you've got three and then two tight ends. Back then, they would be referred to as split ends at time. Notice the split end is Don Hudson. And then your Y would be right over here. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy oh. with the uh, with the Eric Sutherland uh, bedroom mask there, as you can see. Right. Got, like, got like two feet in between the tackle there. Yeah. Now, people were seeing this and going, 32 box ND, what does that mean? That's the box formation <clears throat> that Curly Lambeau learned while playing for Newt Rockney one year at Notre Dame. Okay. And what the box is, is you see it right here. See how these four guys in the backfield make a box? That was called Notre Dame box is what that formation was called. Now, later on, when Curly got ran out of Green Bay because they were losing, many other teams have went to the T formation and more modern approaches, and he stuck with the box as long as he could. And it was just like we talk about things come and go with the league. It even did back then. The box was so out of date. I mean, look how many championships he won running it, but then it finally had expired on him. So um, there you go. Now let's line it up here. We got 32 box, strong right. Again, he's your split in. So here's your one on the line. I would refer to the top guy as your Y, okay? So that would be strong right, okay? So you would go strong right, and we're going split left with the U, okay? So we'll just call these both of these guys. I looked it up and tried to find any of the playbook information from Curly Lambeau's plays, and they had them both listed as ends or tight ends is what we refer to as tight ends. So no one was listed as a wide receiver back then, right? Later on, you come up with flankers. So you had you had tight ends, you had split ends, the tight end being attached like up top, the split end being divided down here separated. And then later on, you would get into some more of the, the modern terms. But let's don't get too caught up in that right now. But nonetheless, split left, that's your U, that's Don Hudson, okay? And then we're going to go – Play action orbit. Remember when we talk about orbit motion when a player will like motion and they'll go behind the quarterback? We call that orbit. Mm-hmm. Yep. The reason I, I call this play action orbit, when they run the play fake, the ball is going to be snapped, right? The ball is going to be snapped to this guy, the quarterback, okay? And what's going to happen is they're going to run a play fake where he's going to orbit around the quarterback on a play fake, okay? So that's the orbit action. Play action orbit. What Emilio's talking about is – the sprint left, I referred to it as boot left. You could say sprint left, too. It was more of a sprint left than a boot left, to be honest with you, Amelia. You, I think you're spot on with it. But he's going to fake the handoff, fake a toss, I believe it is, toss right, and then he's going to roll out here, right, to his left. So there's your play action orbit, boot left, and then we're going to go wing flat. Who's the wing back? He's right here, right? So he's just going to get out here and attack the flat, all right? Then you're going to have you corner – it's kind of a cross corner. It's funny. We talked about Romeo running one earlier this year, remember, against Dallas in the playoff. What Basically what's going to happen here is Hudson, Don Hudson, is going to kind of start to run a crosser, and then he's going to corner this thing back off. So you can see how you're attacking high-low on this side of the field, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got Y climb, this Y over here, the, uh, the sex mask man. He's going to go up, right, and he's just going to kind of run a crosser almost like a dig. What does that look like to you guys? Does that not look – like uh forget that last part there my bad um <laughs> does that not look like slot cross yeah you got kind of a you're you're running across or then bringing it back in a corner but you're 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 accomplishing the same thing as you would right. with a 
with a slot cross concept, right? So again, it's going to be fix that for you. It's going to be the flat. It's going to be kind of the corner or the cross corner. And then, like I said, going to be kind of a crosser off the backside there. And then you're going to have an H slide. So the H back right here is going to slide over and block. Do you guys remember the famous play Aaron Rodgers hitting, uh, hitting Cook on the sideline in Dallas to win that playoff game? Mm-hmm. They did something similar with Bakhtiari. Where Bak- I think it was Bakhtiari that just sprinted out left, right? You're getting the same thing right here where they're going to sprint left, and that's what Emilio was talking about with the sprint left option look. There's just a little play action involved with it too. So keep an eye on two different things here. Well, main thing is Don Hudson. Watch Don Hudson. But first things first, watch the backfield. Watch this action. You'll see the orbit action. Watch the H kick out here on a slide. See the orbit action there? Mm-hmm. So he goes behind the quarterback, opposite opposite side. There's the slide, little chip. Looks like he's going to leak a little bit off the backside too there in case we needed to dump it off. But, again, going to toss that that watermelon up to our boy Don Hudson who's just gone, man. Ain't nobody yes, getting him. Oh, did we have – what happened there? Did we have an official fall down? Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, Emmett, did Emmett Platten get a hold of him? <laughs> Look at this right here. My he man not only up. rambled, but he rumbled and stumbled. <laughs> My man's been in the booze up here, ain't he, Tim? Look at this uh, cat. <laughs> women in the dirt. So, anyway, Don Hudson to the house. You ain't catching him. The Alabama antelope is what they called him. He's gone. <laughs> and then, of course, you got the milkman celebrating down here. Mm-hmm. I got to get me one of those, Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> one of those milkman uniforms. So, there you go. 1936 edition of Chalk Talk. I think we have one more play here too. I didn't. I didn't put any uh, play call on this one. That right there is what I look like. This is exactly what I look like when I leave the Brazilian restaurant right there. <laughs> Absolutely miserable. Look at this guy. Look at this poor guy. Look, look, you see the police officer behind him. That's the police uh-huh. escorting me out of Rio down here. Yeah. Yeah. On, all right, you've had enough, idiot. Get out of here. Look at the guy with the lung dart right there on his yeah. right, breathing the smoke right in his face. You got to love it. All right. Let's, we don't have a chalk talk for this one. But let's just kind of watch this play one more time. I want you to look at this spiral right here, Tim. I love their dropback, man. Like 13 <laughs> yards. <laughs> this was the stuff that Curly Lambeau pissed the entire league off with because it was kind of a gentleman's agreement that you wouldn't just pass the ball all over the place. Curly yep. was like, heck with that. We're going to win some ships right here, boys. Let's go. <laughs> All right, here's that spiral. Here's the spiral Tim was talking about. Watch this ball. Let's go 25%. Let's really nerd out here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, Look at that. that Spinning it, man. Spinning it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it, dude. It doesn't get any better than You were that. running shotgun back then, too, which is just wild. Yeah. they, Dude, I'm telling you, man, it's – Shotgun with a three-point stance. The more things <laughs> change, the more they stay the same. It's just – it's it's so interesting to go back in time and look at some of that stuff, the, the old Notre Dame box, and like you said, the size of the football. I mean, it's what we were talking about when they would throw the like. I mean, you can like see this is this is a real Duke. This is an NFL Duke, right? And I have no problem gripping it at all. Those guys back then, and they were much bigger than me, I'm sure. Like your Arnie Herberts and those guys, they were having to hold it in their palm of their hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, like trying to it. push it out there, yeah, and still throwing it. What what was the video we showed? It was what fifty yards and threw it yeah. through a plane of glass. Like, come on! And they like to fade away too. I thought you know, like they invented the fade away throw. I mean, what are we talking about here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> been around. I love that thirty-seven step drop. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 
Look at my man Bob in the chat. I've never seen Bob in here before. This looks like a new listener, new viewer. He comes in and says, Luca Brazzi. He got it. That was Luca Brazzi on The Godfather. Congratulations. I'm going to send you a coffee mug. Email me your address. I'll send you a PTA <laughs> Godfather. Yeah. Someone who, who understands Godfather history and appreciates it like me, you deserve a coffee mug, sir. That's a nice fish you're holding there, too. Hopefully, hopefully it was yours. You didn't steal it out of somebody's bass boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, Anything else you guys want to hit on? We can do a we can do a a quick mock draft if y'all want to. I know people keep calling for them, but yeah. Tim, you got anything on your mind, man? It's kind of a dead period right now. Anything from that history segment? Anything you want to touch on, man? No, man. Just you know the classic. You know, just uh, that was that Iron Man era of football right there. You know, they're barely wearing any pads. Yeah. You played both sides of the ball. You played special teams too. You know, if you hurt something, you're, you're bleeding. You rub a little dirt on it, and mm-hmm. you know, get out there on the field and play your game, man. I love it. It's just yeah. uh, so cool to go back to the old school, man. I love it, and it's it's amazing that we have the the little bit of footage that we do have. You know, we got a whole lot of that, and uh, yeah. I don't think anyone has ever chalk talked a play from the '30s before. So uh, we might have made our own history tonight, Clayton. Good work, man. <laughs> Absolutely awesome, man. I'm gonna go back here. Because you said that about hardly wearing any pads. I did notice something on that first play that we broke down, if I remember correctly. There's one guy on the field that doesn't even have a helmet on, bro. Like, this is wild. I love yeah. it. Let me, go, let me go find it real quick here. All right, you guys can see this again, right? Yeah. And it's kind of hard to see, but he's in the upper part here. I'm going to show you exactly where to look on the Telestrator. Okay, look right here. Oh yeah! Oh, wow. You see that guy? Oh, yeah. He has no helmet on. No. <laughs> Everyone else is at least wearing leather helmets. And watch him. He's like, heck with it. My head's too big for it. And, he, and of course, he's the guy that puts his head right into somebody's chest. Watch. <laughs> I can't believe that. That was their blocking technique, though. Like wait, like snap the ball, wait for the just the collision to happen, and then stick your head up and start doing something about it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just like, yep. all right. Yeah. Here they go. No point. Right, here point. they come. Look at, them, look at them. Just tuck his head. And. All right, now let's stand up and do something. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's so good, man. It's so good. I think you're right, though, Tim. We might have broke a record there, man. Um, Otis Chalk Talk. So there you go. All right, let's uh, let's hit a quick mock draft. We got let's time. We're at the 39 yeah. minute mark. All right. So let I don't me know if you I don't know if you saw it in the chat this morning, but you saw the uh, Musgrave got engaged. Good for him, my man. Did he really? Yeah, him. Yeah. Little I threw man. it in the chat this morning. I don't know if you saw it. I did. I did not see it. Man. Yeah, he was uh, in Hawaii. I think it was came out yesterday, maybe. But yeah, Musgrave. Congrats to the man. Do we trust her? Who is she? We need to do a background. <laughs> <laughs> Got to protect our. Boy. What's a PFF grade? No. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what's his girlfriend's PFF grade? We make sure she ain't she ain't gold digging. You know what I'm saying? We got to protect our boy there. Um, all right, let's do this. Let's go to the mock draft. We're gonna do PFF tonight. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah. Sure. All right. Cool. Here we go. Let's do us a mock draft. Um, let me know if you guys can see that okay, just to make yeah. sure. All right, here we go. Let's go ahead and get it cranked up. We'll go back. Let's climb back real quick. I've been doing this a lot here lately and just kind of seeing who took what, right? Um, let me kill my camera maybe to help on the stream a little bit too. All right, so Caleb Williams to the Bears at number one. Drake May this time went to Washington at number two. So you've been seeing here lately um, a little bit of uh, – uh, Jaden Daniels going as high as number two, right? In this one, he went number 19 to the L.A. Rams, and I, I want to point that out because Drake May went to Washington. You, I've seen Jaden Daniels go to Washington in mocks, 
but I've never seen Jaden Daniels go to the Patriots. So you kind of see it here, right? Caleb Williams, one to Chicago, Drake May, number two to Washington, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. to New England at three, uh, seeing that they didn't get their guy, Drake May. So it kind of feels like Drake May by, might be more of a fit for what the Patriots want to do more than Jaden Daniels. And in some cases, it seems like Jaden Daniels might be more qualified than Drake May and going as high as number two, if that makes sense. So with that being said, the Cardinals take Joe Alt, tackle out of Notre Dame at number four. Brock Bowers, tied in out of Georgia, goes number five to the Chargers. He keeps getting mocked there, don't he, Tim, to the Chargers. Yep. Kind of feels like Brock Bowers is probably going to be a Charger unless there's some trading that goes on there in the top five. Uh, Roma Dunsey, wide receiver out of Washington to the Giants. Cooper DeGene went number seven to wow. the Titans. That's wild. Uh, Malik Neighbors, wide receiver out of LSU, went to Atlanta. Fashanu, tackle out of Penn State, went to Chicago. So Chicago went and got Caleb Williams, and then they got a solid top ten pick there uh, used on a tackle from Penn State. So um, they're obviously trying to trying to build that next wave of uh, – of, of quarterback and, and offensive line play there. Obviously, the last one turned out to be an absolute train wreck, and uh, I, I loved every second of it. But the Jets, uh, number 10. We'll wait another three years. They'll do it again. Oh, <laughs> Hang out, guys. It's coming. I promise you. Uh, Byron Murphy, defensive lineman, went number 10 to the Jets uh, out of Texas. Terry and Arnold, cornerback out of Alabama, went to the Vikings. That's a solid pick. Nate Wiggins, cornerback out of Clemson. Went to the Broncos. The only other one really worth mentioning here is Quinn Jaden Mitchell Davis. off the board. What's that? I see Quinion Mitchell off the board there. There you go, number the fifteen. Goals. And earlier we did, didn't we see one where he? I think it was the thirty third team had him going number eleven, didn't they? Like yep. as high as number eleven, something crazy like that. So, wow. Yeah, he's climbing up the boards, no doubt about it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Jackson Powers Johnson, we're big on him, right? Interior offensive line. He went to the Bengals at 18. Dayton mm-hmm. Daniels goes to the L.A. Rams so he can sit behind Matt Stafford and take over as quarterback. That's an interesting pick right there. I don't think I've ever seen that this year in a mock. Uh, Jerzon Newton, that's the guy that the 33rd team mocked to the Packers in their most mm-hmm. recent mock draft. He goes number 20 here to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, let's see what else we got. That's pretty much it. So we're on the clock here, boys. Let's see what we got best available and try to take a look here. It's going to be uh, – I'm going to zoom out just a touch. Make sure you guys can still see that okay. I want to get a few more prospects. Can you all see that all right? Yep. All right, cool. So, top two prospects available as far as value, wide receivers, Troy Franklin and Lab McConkey. Obviously, we're not interested in that. You've got Amarius Mims here. Pick Amarius. a tackle, guys. Pick a tackle. I tell you, man, they do, people don't like it when you mock those tackles, but uh, it, it's kind of feeling like it'll probably happen, you know. Um, so – with what's on the board here, Emilio, how are you feeling about this pick right here, man? Yeah, I mean, uh, for for where we're at, I, I, it kind of looks like tackle's going to fall under a lap. Well, you scroll down a little bit. I mean, I don't think yeah. there's anything else that you would want to kind of look at that. I mean, oh. the, only other, the only other shot there would be Tyler, right? So you got five tackles, a, a safety or a linebacker, but Pey- Peyton's been kind of hanging around late. So, um, yeah. And Tyler Newbin's not going to be on the board at 41. So that's true, too. Definitely not, man. There's no doubt about that, especially it, where it seems like uh, Kinchins is dropping a bit. Tyler Newbin is kind of that that clear-cut favorite now. At least it's mm-hmm. that way. That could change. Tim, what are you thinking here, man? Do you, do you, you Am I wrong when you said – Go tackle here. Is that what you're thinking? Or well, that's what that's what it looked like. You know, best if we're going best available. But if right. we're going based on our needs, do we? We're doing do no that? trades. 
do we want to take let's, Tyler? Let's look, at, let's look at the trades real quick. What do we? I don't even know how this works. On oh boy, to be honest with you, what are they offering here? Does it even show you what they're offering? It does not. It's just saying. I guess that's the best trade partner, baby. Oh yeah. See, that's that's way too. You know, yeah, way too. We ain't got time for that, do we? We do that's not. Have ain't nobody got time for that. Then we got four tackles to pick from, or Tyler. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Um, that would make you think – that would lead you to believe that uh, that you could get one of those tackles possibly in the second round, but Tyler's definitely not going to be there. These are the these are the problems that Goody's going to be faced with. I'm leaning toward Tyler here and reaching a bit just because we need safety, mm-hmm. uh, uh, seeing that he probably won't be there when we pick again. Because, again, we're picking again. What What is it, 41? Is that right, Tim? Yeah, 41. Yeah. So we're picking at 41. Let's look at it one more time here. They got Tyler Noob, and his average draft position is actually 44th. So there's a chance. That makes it even tougher, doesn't it? Golly. Don't you take J.J. McCarthy, Clayton. I think I will, man. Don't you do we, it. Don't, we, don't, we just don't know if Jordan loves the guy or not. You know I'd be good with taking Tyler right now. All right, we're going to reach. We're going to reach and go Tyler then. Let's do it, fellas. Make sure we get our safety right off the bat, right? Let's do it. All right, so we got us a safety. Tyler Noob out of Minnesota. All right, number 41, we are on the clock. KJ there. So let's see what we got here. Jordan Morgan, a tackle out of Arizona. You've got Adiza Isaac, edge edge defender out of Penn State. Cornerback, Kamari Lassiter. We're big on Kamari Lassiter. His average draft position has been 36.6. That's some really good value there, too. But Jordan Morgan's has been 32.5. Chop Robinson, edge defender out of Penn State. Tackle Kingsley, uh, Sua Matataya, I think is how you say it, out of BYU. Uh, probably butchered that, I'm sure. I apologize if his family's <laughs> listening. Um, wide receiver Jermaine Burton. So, yeah, really what it's going to come down to is you got a tackle, a corner, an edge, and another tackle. What are we thinking here, Tim? How are you feeling, man? Corner corner's definitely the biggest need of the, the best available right here, I believe. I feel like Jordan Morgan might be a good look, though, right here, right, right around where he's estimated. Mm-hmm. You know, or I mean, he's ranked 40th. I'm sorry. Um, I believe man, some solid grades for 2022 and 2023 83.1, then an 83.5. I mean, that's phenomenal. True, true pass set, uh, true pass set, pass can block you, grade. Can you go um, down to alignment, snaps by alignment? Yeah, left tackle, mm. 785 oh, at left tackle. So, okay, that's a bit of a eh, right? Yeah, because. You know, seeing that you got Rashid Walker, or you, do you want to replace Rashid? And mm-hmm. you know, um, how good Kamari is. assuming no Bakhtiari, I'm I'm thinking we just add depth. Right. Yeah, Kamari Lassiter, uh, cornerback out of Georgia. We took him last night, didn't we? 2021 PFF grade is uh, 76.8, then it goes to 73.0, then 85.4. Mm-hmm. Um, Completion percentage against was only 38.5%. His coverage grade was 87.2. And he was strictly outside, right? He wasn't slot. Uh, let's make sure here. He was, yeah, he was. He played corner, 596 snaps. He played in the slot on the 48 snaps. So he's definitely it. more of a – he would play opposite Jair most mm-hmm. likely. So, um, I'm that. really – I'm okay with either of those picks. I kind of feel like Kamari Lassiter, I'm leaning toward it because that's the bigger need, though. Yeah. What do you think? I like I like Kamari. Tim signing off on it. Dog. Let's do it. All right. Again, average draft position was thirty six 
0.6, and we're getting him at 41. It should be good value. So let's take Kamari Lassiter. There you go. All right, now we're moving on to number 57. Ooh, look at Chris Jenkins sitting there. Lord have mercy. <laughs> just, just, click just, just click it. Just click it. Run that card down. He, I mean, he's the best available, right? Mm-hmm. No other than Jonah Ellis, which we all need. We all know that an edge defender would just be a backup edge in this situation. Defensive line, Chris Jenkins. We've been pretty vocal about it. The early stages here, I think he's the best defensive lineman in the draft. He's just more well-rounded. Um, obviously, he when we did uh, the four of Byron Murphy, Jerzon Newton, Tavondre Sweat, and Chris Jenkins, when it came to pass rush, Chris Jenkins graded out as the second best. When it came to run defense, he graded out as the second best. So when you average those, those numbers out, his number came to two. Then it was Tavondre Sweat at 2.5. Um, or it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, Tavondre Sweat at 2.5, Jerzon Newton was at 2.5, and then you had Byron Murphy coming in fourth there at a three. So, Chris yeah. Jenkins is hands down my favorite defensive lineman right now in this draft. I think team's already at the podium with the card. Yep, because yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to reach for anything else, right? I mean, seriously, no, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't either. So, all right, we're going Chris Jenkins, defensive lineman out of Michigan. I like that pick. Can you tell? <laughs> so, can you tell? All right, let's see what else we got here now. We are at pick 88. Looky here. We got Cedric Von Prahn, center out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got edge defender Marshawn Nealon out of Western Michigan. Um, we've got Tavondre Sweat. Uh-oh. Holy cow, dude. And then you got South Dakota State Mason McCormick, uh, guard. Got a couple of things Ooh. to choose from here, boys. What are we thinking here, Tim? How you feeling about this, man? My gut's telling me we got we to gotta stop neglecting our O-line. Cedric mm. Von Prahn, the center out of Georgia. Yeah, let's kind of let's take a quick peek here. Um, 70 in 2021, 69 in 2022, jumped to 77.9 in 2023. Mm-hmm. He's only played center. Mm. Um, that's the only what thing. What about the Jackrabbit? Let me see him. Yeah, let's see McCormick. McCormick, yeah. Whoo, Lord. He's 87.6. Snap alignment, left guard. I wonder if he could play. I bet he could play right guard in a pinch, couldn't he? What do you think? Have him come in and compete at right guard? Yeah. What's his size? What's his? Oh, uh, my bad. My bad. What's his build? 6'5", 350. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. What do you think, Tim? Yeah. Let's do it. Tammy didn't sell me here. He said, yeah. Long, no, yeah, hey, interior old line. I don't care. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make a suggestion here, though? All right. Just looking at it. Look Uh-oh. on the left side of the screen. We're picking 88th and 91st. Okay. Now, the two that we, you know, you kind of look at here, you go, okay, we, we won interior offensive line. I know we just went defensive line, but look at Tavondre Sweat at 68.8 is his average draft position. Well, whatever be- whatever we do, we got to knock it out the park with, with 91 because that's the Rasul Douglas pick right there. Ah. That's the, that's <laughs> oh what we God. got for Rasul Douglas in the in the trade. So Tim, Tim is Tim's holding them receipts, boy. He's just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> um so would it be crazy? I'm just gonna ask this. Would it be crazy to take Tavondre Sweat here at 88? Would that be nuts to go two defensive linemen? And especially with Tavondre Sweat being kind of that traditional nose tackle top build, he's a stud. Listen, he was 91.7 in 2023, but uh, he played the B gap the majority of the time. So you're looking at if he played the B gap, I mean, he's got experience playing that. that play? Yeah, I mean, that that would that would be what you're, you're for to you, – you'd be playing basically a five tech in the B gap. 
Yeah. Total over, what was that, 500 snaps? Yeah. Yeah. Played the A-gap 57 snaps. I'm just saying, I probably – we'll get roasted if we take defensive linemen back-to-back, seeing that we're going to a 4-3 and we need one less one on the field in a base. But that's good value there too, man. That's tough. Tim, you're making this call. What are we doing here? Oh, I make. Oh, you're gonna put yeah. it on me? No, it's on Tim for sure. Yeah, I'm picking 91. I'm going long. long <laughs> what, um, do you, what do you think here, Tim? What would you do? You think we should just stick with the offensive line and then and roll? My gut's telling me Mason McCormick. All right, Mason McCormick. Let's do it. We're going guard Mason McCormick out of South Dakota State. Got another Jackrabbit in the building. That's exciting. So. All Here's right. the Rasul pick, Rasul. So Tavondre Sweat went number 90. So he went one pick ago, right? Which, again, we 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 chose what we think is the best defensive lineman in the draft. So I think we're good there. Um, so here we are at 91. Top needs are safety, corner, linebacker. We still haven't addressed linebacker, have we, boys? Mm. Let's go down here for just a second. Let's uh, Matter of fact, let's do this. Let's sort it by linebacker just to see – what we have going on here. Oh, that is slim pickings, boys. That is not good. We swung and missed on, on linebacker. If we were to take one right here, you've got uh, Lafau. Does anybody know how to say his name? Lufau? Don't you cuss on my podcast, Tim. You say Lufau? <laughs> so, anyway, Notre Dame linebacker. Average, average draft position, 99.6. We're picking 91st. It drops off significantly after that, don't it, boys? 143.6, 154, 149.5. I mean, he is heads and shoulders above the rest as far as the linebacker position goes. So let's just take a quick look back to all one more time here. Cedric Von Prahn center. Uh, Cam, Cam Hart. Hart. Yeah, Cam Hart looks good too, don't he? What about uh, Sion Vaki? Yeah, I liked him. I liked him the other day when we picked him, Clayton. Yeah, the Utah, with a, yeah, the Utah safety. Yeah, he's a safety that can play slot too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, either way, if it came down to a slot corner, because Cam Hart, I don't think he played in the slot, did he? He played a little bit in the slot, but mostly on the on the outside. Um, if we went Vaki, I think Vaki played. Yeah, he played 131 snaps in the slot. Played in the box a lot too. I mean, mm-hmm. you see, he it, just right? he looks like universal. You know, he's got a, almost 200 in three different spots. Yeah, I think it would come down to Vaki, right, or the linebacker out of Notre Dame. Which yeah. which yeah. would you guys prefer? I kind of feel like Vaki, you're, you know, he can he can play the slot, he can mm-hmm. compete for slot, and then he can also, uh, you know, you've got a safety there in a pinch, he can drop back and play safety too, right? So y'all go with Vaki. I like it. All right, let's go Vaki. All right, so we got us another. We're going to count him as a corner since we're going to play him kind of in that slot. That makes sense. It's kind of mm-hmm. what, what sold us on him, right? Look at that. Here we go. Take Raylan Allen. <laughs> <laughs> 126. Um, we got Muhammad Kamara, edge defender. We got uh, Braylon Allen, halfback. We got Jordan Travis, quarterback. Will Shipley, halfback. Tackle Isaiah Adams, which we already took a tackle, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah. No, mm, no we didn't. No, we took the we guard. Took the guard. That's right. Okay, so we, we don't have a tackle yet. That's interesting. Um See who else we got down here. Right? That wouldn't be a bad spot for the tackle. What's his numbers? It wouldn't. Let's take a look at Isaiah Adams here. Um, not very good PFF grade, 75.5 and then 65.6. Um, he played uh, – looks like he played right tackle. 
So, but but what I like here, Clayton, is he was a seventy-five-five last year, and he also played left guard last year, and a little left tackle. So, and then he played right tackle this year. So, my man's kind of kind of going all over. That is a good point, man. Some versatility there. What's his and style? it's something the Packers would do. You know, look at the year previous. Yep, that's a good point. That's a very good point. We talked about that. He's six-five-three-fifteen. We just picked up another six-five-three-fifteen. Let's go. The other guard. How are we feeling about it, Tim? <laughs> Tim <laughs> Tim's gone. Tim Take Braylon out. Allen. No, we're not taking Braylon Allen. Yeah. You guys are right. Take take Adams for sure. Take him. Do you really want Braylon Allen? Take 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 Adams. No, no, no. Tim was Tim almost got taken out of the room when he said taking Braylon Allen the first time. <laughs> All right, we're going Isaiah Adams. Offensive lineman, boom, there you go. All right, 168, let's go rapid fire here. Needs are safety, corner, linebacker. We still haven't got a linebacker, my God. And this this draft here just hasn't panned out. Bobby Wagner, here we come. Yeah. All right, we need another corner, right? We need another corner. Obviously, we got a, a, a hybrid safety slash corner. You've got a couple to choose from here. Let's see if either of these guys are slots. My God, 91.3. Look at that, boys. Played corner, mostly just played on the outside, looks like. Uh, that is uh, Dwight McLaughlin, uh, obviously out of Arkansas. Uh, my Pritchard is outside as well. So, kind of feels like we need to go. Uh, look, here's Jaheim Bell as your first tight end. But when it comes to value, I think – And there's think, no linebackers left, right? They're all like 180s? They, I think they dropped down to at least – I don't know. We might have one in the 140s right here. Uh, no, 190s. Yeah. We, completely, yeah. we completely missed on linebacker. We That's all right. That was all part of the plan. Yeah, it, it really was. You're right. We're going after Bobby Wagner. That was the plan all along, right? That's what we were planning. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. Let's see what we got. Um, we go back to all players – if I can get that to reset. There we go. I'm thinking cornerback uh, Dwight McLaughlin here. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? I like that. All right, let's, let's go. Boom. We'll try to wrap this thing up here. So we'll count the other guys' safety and him as a corner there. Frank oh, Gore Jr. Oh, Lord, we do have Frank Gore Jr. sitting here. Um, We still need a, an offensive line and a running back as far as needs. We need an edge defender too, right? Um. So if we did go Frank Gore Jr., look at them grades, 77.4, 91.9, 88.0. We run what, – what kind of scheme do we run, guys? We run zone, right, most of the time? Sure do. Look at that zone grade, 89.6. Stunting like his daddy. Yeah, my, my <laughs> man, 5'8", 195. I'm digging it. You guys good with Frank Gore Jr.? I like it. Let's All right, go. Frank Gore Jr., we got our, we got our half back there. Boom. All right, 216. You got safety, Omar Brown. We still need two safeties. There's your um, backer. Yeah, linebacker Jalen Ford. <laughs> I tell you, we can't plan on him doing anything, but we yeah, might. Yeah, what's his, what are his numbers? points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to lie. Don't laugh. Be, be respectful. Look at that run grade. Look at that run grade. That's what we're looking for, right? Yeah. Pull up all the linebackers. Let's see who's left. All right, let's take a look at the linebackers real quick here. I feel like this is the most boring thing to do for listeners. But they're always asking us to do mocks every mm -hmm. single time, right? So let me go back linebacker. to linebacker here. Linebacker, linebacker, bang. Jalen Ford, 209. Yeah, it drops off a little bit, doesn't it? Darius Mausau, UCLA. Yeah. Let's look at him once. 
let's go down the line here. We looked at Jalen Ford, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So we looked at him. Let's look at Curtis Jacobs out of Penn State, 65, 69, 63. All right. Oh, yeah. Tim knew what he was doing there. He'd been cheating. He'd been cheating. Um, look at his coverage grade, too. 85.7 coverage grade. Holy cow. Are we good with this, guys? Run that card down there. All right, let's do it. We're going Darius Mousal out of UCLA linebacker. Finally got us a linebacker. We'll mark him off as a backup, obviously, because he's so late in the draft here. Uh, 243, we got to tackle Donovan Jennings, tight end Tanner McLaughlin. We need a tight end, right? We're at 243. If you're going to get one now, it's probably the time to get them, right? Um, still need two corners, two safeties again. Um, I think right here, tight end makes a lot of sense. Don't you think so, Tim? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Drop rate is good. 0% drop rate, but 60.4, 69.6. When you have no drops, um, 0% drop rate there, and you grade out in the 60s, it probably means you were booty cheeks and run blocking, I would imagine. But, mm. uh, let's see here. Tackle Donovan Jennings. We still need another offensive lineman, too. It's not bad. 68, no. 63, 73. Played left tackle. Did we get us a backup left tackle? We did, didn't we? No. Mm-mm. I can't remember. Yeah, we did. We got us. A, we got us a back. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. All right. So tight end. If we were to look at tight ends across the board, real quick, really, really quick. Let's glance this. We already looked at Tanner McLaughlin. We got Jared Wiley. Not too. Not not that good, bub. No. Yeah, we we swung and missed on tight end there, which it's going to be hard to get one later in the draft anyway. Ninety. Look at that ninety in twenty twenty two. For uh, Span Ford out of Minnesota. Look at that run block grade. He can block. Ooh, he, he can, can block. block. This it's might be Desire DeGuara 2.0 here. <laughs> what are we thinking here, boys? What are we thinking, Tim? Talk to me. I mean. Let's just go not... best available, Donovan Jennings. You want to? Yeah, take the tackle. Yeah, let's take the tackle. All right, get us another backup offensive lineman. Now we're on All the right. clock at 250. This is the uh, Dean Lowry compensatory pick here you go score at home here we got a safety tyler owens not grading out that well kenny logan jr oh 76 60 and 79 look at that played the slot 28 snaps yeah you good with it i like it all right kenny logan jr is going to be our pick at 251 he's out of kansas safety but can play the slot so there you go with that. Great in our draft. They said you guys were chiefs. There it is. <laughs> we got us a B, not too bad, considering it kind of went off the rails early. Taking Newman with that 25th pick really shook things up, didn't it? Right. Did you guys notice that? Right. Yeah. yeah, that was that was very, very interesting. Like it, it I feel like I was we were on our heels the entire draft because we took Newman so early. That's Good to know though. It is, man, and that's why we do these, right? It's not to say, here, here's how I would draft. It's just you can kind of look at every different angle and see how the draft's going to fall. But uh, all right, hour and three minutes, round the, round the horn here. Emilio, what do you got, man, anything for these Nothing. folks? Glad we got a draft in for everyone. Glad we got some history knocked out. Didn't miss it tonight. And uh, I'm yeah. excited we'll get some news soon, I'm sure. 1936 Chalk Talk. That's wild, man, absolutely wild. Setting records here. Yeah, Badger Trio with the super chat. Love Iowa DeGene first, but I think he's going to be gone at 25. The mocks seem like he's climbing a little bit, and it's early. We're going to see what he does at the combine, right? Um, the yeah. fact that he's six foot one is going to help his RAS tremendously, right? So you're probably going to see his athletic score 
uh, kind of sore if he if he shows up and shows out at the combine. But uh, Badger Trio, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you. Ross Ripley just said, "In Goot we trust, and Goot I trust." <laughs> there you go, man. I agree. Tim, what you got, big dog? Nothing, man. Love it. I think we did. Uh, wasn't our best mock, but not our worst either, and right. probably not our last. So, no, that's it. I do like <laughs> I do like Peter there, but I I think so far our our best outcomes have been getting out of twenty five if our guy's not there for sure. Yeah, completely agree. Unless it's someone that they have like this crazy high grade on and he falls in their lap. I would love to see them trade back because you could trade back and get multiple swing. If you could trade back four or five spots and somehow some way pick up an extra second or a third, that would be phenomenal. Right. Uh, Chewy, uh, Chewy with the super chat said, appreciate you all. Hey, thank you so much, Chewy. We appreciate, appreciate the super you, chat. Thank you for supporting the stream, buddy. Uh, you're always, uh, always a blessing to us for sure. Um, all right. The only advice I got for everybody is we get out of here. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man. That's it. That's, that's all. <laughs> Take care of those two things. We'll be all right. That's what that's what Tay said, right? So that being said, we're out of here, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and putting up with us this evening. We should be back in the morning for Good Morning Lambo to talk more Packers. If we get any breaking news, any kind of restructures, anything like that, anybody inking a new deal, we'll let you guys and gals know that as soon as we can. Emilio, Tim, thank you guys so much for hanging tonight, man. This was a lot of fun for, for sure. sure. Appreciate it. Love it. Everybody take care. I want to give a special shout out to the Super Chats, Badger Trio and Chewy. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change that we want to see in the world. And go Pack Go. It's a power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the, with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. YN has the linebacker taken out. He cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker here. He comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we're trying to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.